Hey, this is Stephen, and I want to welcome you or welcome you back to the Grove Church Podcast. For more information or to find more resources like this one, be sure to visit us at grove.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope the following message is encouraging and meaningful to your life. Hey, good morning and welcome and thanks for joining us. We are kicking off a brand new sermon series called School of Rock. And over the next three weeks, we're going to be having a conversation about the world of music and the lessons that we can find in it and the way that we can apply those lessons to our life. And so I've invited Allie and Michael to join me this morning uh, for the first of three conversations together. We recognize that music plays a huge role and influence in our lives, whether we even realize it. I don't know about you, but just the other day I was watching the NBA on TV, and it is so interesting what happens when you don't have the same level of crowd noise and the same uh, typical sounds from the viewing experience. And you realize how subtly influenced we all are by music. Now, some of you, maybe like me, are huge music fans, and maybe for others of you, you don't really care about music. Uh, but I think what's interesting about music is it's this whole world that has all of these uh, lessons and rules and guidelines that almost mirror the way that we live our life. And so we're going to look at a couple of those over the next three weeks because I think they can have uh, an interesting and probably significant impact on the way that we understand our life and the way that we live it today. So like I said before, I am joined by Allie and Michael this morning. Um, And so the reason Michael's with us is because Michael is our resident expert in music. So Michael, thanks for being with us this morning. when did your relationship with music begin? My relationship with music uh, goes back as far as I can remember. Um, my father was a musician, um, and he was the family was pretty active in church. And so church, uh, and this is the case for a lot of musicians, it's like church is just a great uh, place to develop musical skills. So when I was a kid, um, I mean, it goes back as far as I can remember, I think, Probably when I was eight years old is when I started playing in a worship band. Uh, and, and this was a small church in an immigrant community. And it, you know, in those days it was just like, hey, you've got some measure of skill. Go get on the drums. And then it, and then it was like, well, we have too many drummers. We need a guitar player. So learn the guitar. And then it became, we need a bass player. So learn the bass. And that's, that's how it starts. Um, Amazing. I've been waiting my whole life for somebody to say, go, get on the stage and sing or play. And I just Every week. But it hasn't happened yet. I mean, you've already been behind the drum kit. So, yeah, not well, know, but not well, but yes. Sorry, I we'll interrupted you. No, 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 no. It's, um, so it just kind of starts from there. It's uh, when you, so many of the musicians that you see in church playing now and worship teams start that way. And when it starts that young, I, I joke around, it's kind of a joke, kind of not, where I say that music is part devotion other part compulsion what do you mean well compulsion is because you just have been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. right um and it just becomes a part of you 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 create relationships through music you start it's it's like being on a basketball team or a football team being in a band you you there's a certain dynamic there's a certain like high that you get you're you're prepping for something it's exactly like going out and playing a game you perform you you create this camaraderie with people um, and that just becomes, it's like, you feel like you want that all the time. So, and your relationship with music isn't just limited to church. I mean, it's mm-hmm. far reaching. I mean, right. all these different areas. Right. So when I was, so when I graduated from high school, there was a time period where I wanted to be a soccer player. <laughs> that was just kind of like the kid dream. And then, but then it became all about music. So after college, 
I went to London Music School, uh, and that was, uh, you know, it was pretty much like an English version of fame, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, this sure. show. Yeah. It's like you got all these people from different places in Europe, and uh, at the time I lived in a house with a Danish singer, Spanish guitar player, Swiss drummer, and a German guitar player. Like we all lived in this house. Yeah. It's like a TV show. Um, and that was really where I felt like, oh yeah, I, this, is, this is what I want to be involved with. Um, and so when I came back uh, to the States, it, you know, I started playing, writing, recording. Yeah. Uh, many of the guys that I play with now at the Grove, I started those relationships back then. Yeah. Um, so and since then I've recorded, gone you know, to LA and done the whole you know, studio thing. And, yeah. um, and then also I started a guitar lesson business, which for me is translating a lot of the joy that I get out of music and just being being able to make it accessible to people. And you st you still teach regularly. I still I still do. Yeah. Um I I just feel so strongly that the joy that is music is accessible to anyone. Yeah. And yeah. it's I I feel strongly about that. And I know that people will say no, this is is not for me. You know, anytime I, you know, have a guitar and someone's looking at it and I I kind of offer them the guitar they kind of slowly step away yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it really is it's accessible to everyone because there's such a like you said it's so influential in our lives it affects us in ways that we don't even know mm -hmm. um, so yeah that's kind of my story in a nutshell okay so a whole lifetime with music starting from age eight to music school in London, to now you're here, you've been in bands, you lead worship for us at The Grove, and mm -hmm. you also have your own studio where you teach. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that you've come across lots of rules, lots of lessons that you have to impart to people as they're learning music for themselves. And I imagine some of those lessons like have some type of relationship for how people should live their lives, right? Yep. So what would be an example of one of those lessons? What would be the first one that you'd want to like, share with us today? So one of the the rules uh, is that there's there's freedom and discipline, right? Okay. And so so when I was when I was a kid and, and I would hear these great guitar players or you know someone playing a solo on whatever instrument, I would always think about how do they know what to do? Like how do they know? You know because I would get on the guitar and try to find and you can learn melodies like you can learn. You know, like, the, like how to mimic something. You can mimic something, uh -huh. but like how do you, you know, the thing was just like how do you create this? How do you how do you make this happen? Um, and so then I learned about scales, and scales are they can be intimidating because there's so many variations of them, uh, but really they're all mainly derived by just one, and they're just a variation of that one. So if you learn that one, if you learn that that guideline then you, can, you start to learn how to just pick and choose and make your own way. So uh, it was described to me as kind of like a bus route. Okay. You know, a scale is like a bus route. So it's like, you know, if it's got five stops and you start at one place and you go through there and that's, that's a journey, right? But if you take the same bus route and start from a different place, you take it, you're still on that same route, but the journey is ah. different. Mm. Gotcha. Right? But you have to sound. stick to the route. You have to stick to the route. Okay. Right. No matter you what go. you're doing, no matter what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you show us what how that yes. works? <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm a visual auditory <laughs> learner. Yeah. I need yes. To experience. Okay. So the thing with scales is that 
like I said, they can be intimidating, but I want to start off with something that's super familiar to, to all of us. Okay. Right? It's the major scale. That's the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so you're learning, you're thinking about like, okay, when you're practicing the scale, and this is kind of the stereotypical kind of like sitting at the piano or the guitar, the kid's practicing his scales, <laughs> and you've got to learn it. And the reason why is because you want this to become just second nature so that you can start to create, right? So I first learned, here's my bus route, right? Back and forth. The thing about this is that this, this exists all over the fretboard, Okay. right? but you don't have to learn it immediately from the beginning, right? I can take something and I can start to pick out notes. Maybe I just leave out a few notes and then I start to play around with the rhythm. And then you create a song. And what is that? I've got sunshine. Yes, yeah, it's my girl, right? Yeah. Right. So that's, I mean, so you could take, and it's, what's amazing is, is that some of these melodies that we all know, when you when you figure out the concept and the thinking behind them, you're like, oh, that's pretty simple. Why didn't I think yeah. of that? So for example, if I go, if I take, this is the same scale. I just did that scale backwards, right? But if I... Cool. Yeah. That's that's joy to the world. Yeah. And then that all he all they're doing is taking that bus route and they're just going backwards in line. Yeah. And changing the rhythm, right? And changing the rhythm. Okay. Right. So I'll, I've got one more example for you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can guess songs all day long. So keep okay. it coming. <laughs> okay. So all right. So you can like I I you know playing that scale, I can play it. Uh, you know. Okay, so if I start to mess around with it, in both of the examples that I just showed, I'm starting from the start, the first starting okay. point, that's your tone. Yeah. But like I said, I want to take a different journey. So I'm going to start the same route, but from a different note. So I'm just going to play around with it a little bit. Okay. And it sounds like I'm. It sounds like I'm not doing anything, right? Right. So I'm gonna take this same. I don't know that song. No? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, am I supposed to recognize that? Okay. Right. That's back. We're back yeah. to that scale. Got it. Do re mi fa. Right. Okay. So let's start here. It's taking a darker turn. Same route. A little nervous. change the sound a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's, that's cool. That is that riff is a major scale. It's a major scale started from a different place. Yeah. And then obviously right, so we changed rhythm. Yes. And then obviously we changed the sound. Change rhythm, change sound. Yeah. 
skip a few notes. Skip a few notes. And start at a different place. So all it is is you're just you're just taking different crayons, basically, is what I, is how I see it. And it's like I'm gonna use this color here and I'm gonna use this color here, and then I get that sound. But it's all based on the scale. It's all based on the scale. And so the scale I can, you know, so you know, if I can if I play this scale. I'm playing from different places, but it's the same route. Yeah. You can hear it. Right, but totally. I'm... But to be able to have that freedom, to be able to mm -hmm. change the rhythm, change the sound, that second nature of that scale, that's why you practice it a million times over sitting at a, like kids right. practice it at, you know, right. whatever. And right, and the closest thing that I can relate it to in everyday life mm -hmm. is driving. So when we drive, when we're, when we're learning how to yeah. drive, everything is happening at such a slow, you know, yeah. rate of speed, right? The brake, you know. You're thinking you're, you're about literally everything that you're the, doing. The wheel, everything, right? And we get so used to it because we do it every day. We go through these, and it's almost like you couldn't, you probably couldn't explain it to people yeah. exactly yes. how to do it. But you always get a sense of what you're actually doing when you go somewhere new. Like when you go... You get an Airbnb, right? And you're finding the direction to this place, right? And if it's a if it's a secluded place, you've got to slow down. You even have to stop talking. Turn, turn off the down, radio. You turn down yeah, the music. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got to you know you've got to rely on this. You're learning a new map, right? That's learning a new scale, mm. right? So you can get you know I I just did a major scale, but if you're learning jazz, that's a different kind of scale, and it takes a little while again. Mm. See, that's what I've never understood about jazz. Is jazz? It sounds like there are no rules. And it's just totally improv, improv chaos, and it's like all freedom in terms of what you play. But you're saying that that freedom comes from a place of like discipline and consistency, and like certain absolutely. patterns and habits and routines, and absolutely right. And so the the learning, you know, it doesn't matter who who the musician is, right? When you're learning something new, you're still going through the same process that you did if you took guitar lessons at 10 years old, right? So if, if you've played guitar your life and then you wanna get into jazz, right? You're gonna go back through the same process like, okay, I've gotta get these scales down. Yeah. I've gotta learn, just like I did the major scale, I've gotta do, you know, learn some yes. new ones and then get that under my belt and then I can start to, to create. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is that if you've done it before with the major scale, that process starts to happen a little bit faster, yeah. right? So it's, it's like driving a different car. Yeah, it was so interesting because like, it seems like this, there's the same thing that happens in life. Like there's such freedom that's found in discipline, like, but it doesn't seem obvious. Like it seems like it seems like discipline and freedom are like these opposing forces. And if you have one, you shouldn't have the other. Mm -hmm. Or if you have one, you can't have the other. But like you know, like take for example, like financial freedom. Like we all want financial freedom, the flexibility to buy the things that we want, to spend the ways that we want. You know, whatever that would look like. The the way to actually get to financial freedom is through financial discipline. Right. Like to be able to get to the place where you have like yes available to you comes from a place where you have to like say the word no a There's lot of times. There's some limitations. There's some yeah. boundaries. Right. And we can see the same thing like in our health. Like the way to have like, um, like physical freedom, you know, or, you know, freedom in our, our health is discipline about the things that we eat, 
the, you know, the things that we consume, the things that we put into our body, the way that we use our body or don't use our body. The amount, like there, there is this interesting relationship that like freedom is found in, in the discipline, which, which I think, not surprisingly, is not a new idea. And it's not, it's not just found in the world of music. It's just not just found like in the world of, you know, finance or, you know, our own personal health, but like it's, I think, rooted in scripture. Um, there's a, uh, interestingly, like the longest chapter in the entire Bible is Psalm 119. It's significantly longer than every other chapter. And the entire chapter is all about one idea. And it's about how wonderful, how amazing, how life-giving um, God's rules are. Mm. And I think that's so interesting because oftentimes, I think pejoratively, Christianity gets characterized as like, it's just a bunch of rules. Yep. It's all the things you can't do. It's God filling a book with all of the ways that people's life shouldn't be as fun as they want their life to be. But what I love about this psalm is that the author of it uh, really like explains that those rules, you know, the freedom is found in the discipline. The freedom is found in the rules that there is a, that these rules, God's laws and guidelines for our lives actually create a path in a way that leads to life and that leads to blessing and it leads to abundance and it leads to, you know, what gets translated as blessedness is really just happiness, fulfillment. Um, and what's, what's so cool about this Psalm is it's the longest Psalm, but the reason it's the longest Psalm is because it was designed uh, in a way that like uh, Jewish, Jewish kids could memorize it. It was created as like a memorization tool in the way that like we create silly songs to help us remember to do things. Uh, it's, it's an acrostic. And so there's 22 sections that correspond to the 22 different letters of the Hebrew alphabet. So each of the 22 sections is uh, related to one specific letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And then within each section, there's eight verses. And each of the eight verses start with that specific letter. So if the first section is the letter A, it would start off, awesome are you God, blah, blah, blah. Amazing are your rules. Abundant is your blessing for me. Like every, every verse would begin with that specific letter of the alphabet. And so it does that eight verses, 22 times. So 176 verses. And out of 171 of those 176 verses all contain some some kind of similarity around this idea of how amazing God's rule is, how amazing how God's law is. So let me just give you an example. This is the very first one. And of course, these letters won't start with the letter A because we had to translate them from Hebrew into English. So for everybody keeping score at home, they're like, there wasn't a letter A in any of that. Like, uh, but this is, this is, so this is Psalm 19 starting in verse one. Psalm 119. Sorry, 119. Yes, thank yeah. you. Psalm 119 starting in verse one. Blessed are those happy, fulfilled. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his instructions, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame. Having fixed my eyes on all of your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. And that's just the first of 22 sections that reiterate the same idea over and over 
just like you demonstrated in music that like freedom is found in the rules and freedom is found in the discipline. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that when you're starting off with a rule is you may not immediately know the benefit of it. Yes. Right. Like, why do I have to learn a major scale? Why? I mean, it sounds like the sound of music. Why? I mean, sound of music is great. It's yeah. great. But why? And the more you use it, the more you, accustomed you get to it, you find, you consistently find, it's like a life-giving yes. in, in, that, in that guideline, right? So with music, there's only seven notes in a scale. And how is it that all of the melodies that we hear, there's so many different variations and there's so, there's so much yes. creativity there. So you learn... Yeah, as you as you live with that rule, like the benefit of it, it, it ages really well. I think, I mean, for music, right, like what those rules create is essentially something beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the same mm. thing we want in life is yeah. that we have been given these rules um, and there's lots of versions of them in scripture, but we've been given these rules and the hope is that you create something beautiful out of that, right? That God is able mm -hmm. in our lives to work through our lives to create not only happiness and meaning, but also like that we live these beautiful lives, these creative lives that generate um, all this whole catalog of, that I think is well demonstrated in the amount of music that we have in the world. And the, and the new music that keeps coming out, even though we're still working from the same scales. Yep. It's so interesting, this idea that, like, we don't always know the why behind the rule. Yes. But there, we can trust that it leads us to a place of beauty or meaning. Like, I know you, you are living this in the middle of it. You have a little boy in your home who's asking why about everything. <laughs> yes. And so you're constantly having to explain. Yeah, and having to, like, explain and create, you know, like, meaning out of a world that is, when you come into it, is a little bit overwhelming. And, like, how do we have all these choices and how do things exist? And um, It's almost too much yeah, freedom. it is too much freedom. You have to, I mean, anyone who's raised a child or been around a child or whatever knows that, that, that the way that you create a meaningful life for your kid or for yourself is by putting some boundaries in place that allow you to then create even bigger and better and more beautiful things from that. I think there's a there's probably something in the human heart that like resists this idea on some level because we totally. all have like this implicit um, like value that we've placed on freedom. Yes. And so I think we always naturally drift towards more personal freedom, more individual freedom, right. more freedom is better. And actually, you know, I think this demonstrates that that's actually not true. Sometimes when you have too much freedom, it leads to, to chaos and, you know, a lack of control and disorder and all of the things. Um, just like, you know, with music, but it's actually freedom, the appropriate balance of freedom is found like in the rules and in the discipline. And I wonder, not to take this too far, but I wonder like how much of those rules exist in place so that um, freedom exists for the benefit of living with others. So let yeah. me explain that for a second. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, sure. so the songs that we create, the melodies that we create, one of, I think, the things that ties us together is music, right? Like there is this purpose. It's not just to create beauty in individual lives or just to put it out there. It has a, a purpose. And mm -hmm. often that purpose, think about like Christmas songs or yeah. things that unite people yeah. or create nostalgia, whatever. Yeah. They, they allow us not to focus on that individual freedom as the main 
you know, purpose in music, sure. right? Like, it's not just that you get to create music, right, right for yourself. Right. Because that's not the point, It's right? not about individuals. It's like the collective. Yeah. It's like, this is why we don't hit. Because when you hit, it hurts other people. Right. And it's not good to hurt other people. Yes. Which they is won't... the story of scripture, right? It's right. why God works within a people. Why yeah. Why that psalm was used to yeah. teach a group of children who were part of a nation that God had chosen. Because he was like, we need to work together and learn how to live together. Yeah. Because that's... No, so it's your conception of freedom changes, right? It's like you're starting off and you have an idea of what you think freedom is. And then in going through the process of learning and being just molded to this guide your conception of freedom is broadened, yeah. right? And, and again, it's like there's so many people who, you know, when you're making music, you know, anybody can come up with a collection of notes, right? And you know, you've got people who's like, I've got a song, I wrote a song, you know? But there's a reason why songs become popular, why songs are, because it's, those are the ones that make the best use of these musical principles. Mm. When you take a song like Christmas songs like you mentioned, or Amazing Grace, or Let It Be, you know, yeah. Yeah. those, if you get into the construction of, of those songs, there's a reason why it becomes really popular. Um, or like in popular music, like, I know like, there was a period of time where like every country song was using like the same couple of chords and the same arrangement because they had discovered, hey, this works, this is really popular, yeah. and then everybody wants to replicate yeah. This this pattern, this set of disciplines or rules that that lead to this place. Right. Right. So when you get somebody new that's breaking ground, it's not that they are operating outside of the rules. It's just that they've taken those rules and just kind of discovered their own freedom within it, right? And that's then you you know, you make a new sound, but it's still the same set of notes. It's still, you know, the Interesting. same principles. Uh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that lesson with You're us welcome. today. This was fun. Uh Hopefully for everybody, uh, this conversation introduced something new to you, um, a rule or a way to think about the rules that exist in your life or why they lead ultimately to a place of freedom and that we could trust God more in the guidelines and in the disciplines that, you know, he sets out for us. It's not this arbitrary, you know, mean-spirited kind of wish to control people, but it's based out of love and based out of care. So that would be my prayer for all of us today, that we would be able to trust the why behind kind of the disciplines and the rules that exist in our life, to lean into them further, to adopt them, you know, more consistently and more habitually and ultimately, you know, lead a life that's beautiful and um, filled with, you know, freedom. So let me pray for our time together and we'll close out. God, thank you for today and for this conversation with Allie and with Michael and for the insights that we have into your world, both the world of music and uh, to the world of your word and your scripture that impart into us the rules for the way that you have called us to live our lives. Help us to trust you and to lean upon your guidance each and every day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you live in the Dallas area, we would love for you to visit us. For directions, service times, and more info, visit us at grove.org.